I'm sorry if that was really loud. I'm just very excited to be back. Um, Hell yeah. well, welcome to another episode of Cranked and Ranked. What, what happened there? Wow. <laughs> Ranked. COVID gave us stutters. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, yeah. Lo, lo, yes. D- d- you guys have been, you know, you said that we're you're doing an episode next week. And then all of a sudden there was no episode. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's because, um, um, we'll get into it, but you know, the last time you saw us, we were talking about Pantera and then, uh, my good friend, Eddie Sparks went to the download festival. So we took a week off and in that weekend, we somehow thousands of miles apart from each other, we both got COVID (laughs) (laughs) and I, you know, and so, um, and so that was a thing. And so, uh, but we know we're, we're, we're on the mend we're uh we're we're pretty much back to normal here so we're back um with another i would refer to as a tactical rona (laughs) (laughs) um so we're uh so we're back to do more cranking and ranking um so thank you for your patience for everybody that's been waiting um for a new episode and and we're here um and uh yeah as usual uh old head here to to kind of run the show with me as always eddie sparks what's on it's your boy eddie sparks (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to work what's on into like my my normal everyday greetings because it's going to confuse everybody because nobody uses it and then maybe but maybe i can make it become a thing over here well, you, you gotta do. You gotta make sure you say it like it's. There's no a in there. It's just two o's. So wa song. Oh, oh, not wa song. Wa song. Wa song. Wa song. Like song, but yeah. And then I'll go. Did you see that ludicrous display last night? <laughs> you see the thing with West Ham is they always try and walk it in. <laughs> anyway, that's sorry. That's from a. Uh, that's from an episode of the IT crowd where they're trying to they're trying to impress the football fans and they yeah. know nothing about football. And he's yeah. like, all you have to say is these two things. Did you see that ludicrous display last night? That sounds like I'm Australian. I'm so bad at doing accents. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the Richard Iwani voice is a, is a unique accent in itself. Yeah. He's like he's like awkward, nerdy, but he's also very very british at the same time he, he is yeah. a really unique dude and and hilarious i love that he's guy. a treasure straight yeah. up yeah, yeah. <laughs> um anyway so yeah we're 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 back and i thought you know obviously let's just let's just go ahead and say it because everybody already read it this is going to be a ranking of the nine inch nails discography we'll go into our stipulations of what we decided to rank and not rank because if you're a big nine inch nails fan you're like what are they ranking like 150 things? Um, <laughs> no, we're not. Um, but before we get, get into that, I figured that we would do a little bit of catch up because we haven't seen each other in a few weeks. We haven't seen yeah. you guys in a few weeks. And I know that there were some people that were like, you know, maybe Eddie can talk about his download experience. And I'm like, I would like that because like I said before, I made the, I'm, I've made the the statement that there aren't any metal festivals over here and i'm gonna hold firm with that because i've seen some of the festivals that happen around here and there might be like a couple metal bands but Mm -hmm. then it's like 
pop a roach. <laughs> and, you know, so I'm just like, no. Um, but uh, but the one thing I want to point out is that I was like, well, why does it feel like there's no cool festivals here the way there are they are in England and in the UK? And it, and it dawned on me. The UK is what, 300 miles from end to end? Yeah, it's not and very big. <laughs> te- Texas, my, Texas is 700 miles from end to end. And no festivals happen anywhere near me, except for if I want to go to Oklahoma. Yeah. So, so it's just the thing of like, what I, what I, what I, what I envy you guys is the fact that you could just hop in a car or on a train and in an hour go or less go yeah. to a cool festival. And that's what I want. I want to have that life, but you went to the download festival. I did. I did go to the download festival at uh, good old Castle Donington. Um, oh, so wait, so wait, is download download what they, is what used to be or Monsters, Monsters of, Rock? of Rock? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, th- I think because it, it died off in like the mid 90s, the whole Donington thing. And then yeah. in, in the early 2000s, OzFest happened. And uh-huh. then that rejuvenated the whole oh maybe we could put on a rock show again and then obviously it's it came back in like 2002 or three and And they were like we'll put on a concert yeah (laughs) aerosmith and pearl jam (laughs) oh i always liked garth's reaction when he says aerosmith and pearl jam Um, Van Halen, <laughs> <laughs> old guy fashioning a kayak out of a log. No, no. <laughs> um, Rick Taylor's going to be there, and he was. He's a god in my country. He can't walk the streets without getting mobbed. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the Wayne's World Two quotathon, right? Right. Yeah. Now. Um, what I was going to say was that da- the Download Festival came onto my radar in a big way, and I don't remember what year it was. It may have been like. 2009 i don't remember what year it was but it was the year that faith no more made the big comeback and they played yeah, download that and was I remember, a good one and i remember being like download that seems like a cool festival and you know it's you know and it's it and and that was that was an exciting thing faith no more's comeback i was man i was all about that still am I love, so i love the part i i think it's at download where he climbs on top of the it, it's from that era. If it's not from download, it's from that kind of 2009 comeback era. Uh-huh. But uh, it's the one where Patton stuffs the mic in his mouth and he climbs up oh. that camera crane and he's yeah. just like, yeah. There was some. There was some festival they played around that time too, where he jumped off the stage and was almost being confrontational with the people in the front rows. <laughs> And I'm like, is he mad? Because it seems like he's just like, fuck you to all these people. I'm like, they came to see you, dude. Let's chill out. It's, it's, he's one of the hardest to read people in all of rock. I think it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't ever want to meet him because I just have a feeling that I'm going to feel really small once, you know, I'm done talking to him. So, um, anyway, but so download festival, which was, well, shit, now it's two weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I'm kind of glad that I caught COVID in a way because I feel like I needed that week to readjust to non-festival life yeah. because I'd grown so used to, fuck yeah, I'm going to start drinking at nine in the morning and get to the bands at like lunchtime and not stop till I get dragged back to the tent and I do the same thing again tomorrow. And I did, did that did you, you had, so you were there like overnight as well? 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, can, that, I could never that, see. That's the thing. I could never do that. I'm too much of like a city boy and I'm a little bit bougie. And so I would be all yeah. like, what I got to, I don't want to use these bathrooms. I got to, I want to go use a bathroom in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will say, I will say the one thing, right. That, you know, Amy kind of had it nailed. She would wake up before everybody else and use one of like the pristine porta potties at like 4 a.m. that had oh. just turned up, right? Whereas yeah. me, I was like, I'm not relying on myself to wake up at that time. I'm just going to eat as much <laughs> carbohydrates as possible so that I don't shit for three days. <laughs> and my old donut diet did pay off. <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking constipated. So it was donuts that, you know, and beer that you had. Yeah, straight up, straight up. And like, it. I know this is kind of gross, but I <laughs> did. I distinctly remember. Uh, I packed uh, sandals for when you know. I I packed a pair of regular shoes for walking long distances. Yeah. I I wore. I brought. Um, sandals for just kind of walking around lounging around the camping kind of area just chilling out and i brought wellies uh i ended up not needing the wellies because this is one of the driest downloads thankfully that has ever happened uh, that's good but there was one area where it wasn't dry and because it's a muddy field in britain mud congeals right and I just remember walking over to like the outdoor urinal like toilets. They were like these fucking obelisks with like four separate toilets on it. Oh, wow. The dudes were just like raw dogging it in the air, just peeing into these things. But a lot of people don't have very good aim. And as a result, there's like a slip and slide of just piss mud oh. right next to the thing. And I, I, I remember just like tiptoeing it around it in my sandals with no socks on and everything. And I was like, please don't get it on my toes. Please don't get oh, pissed mud on my toes. One dude fucking caught it and like ice skated from one end to the other. Because it was like, <laughs> he was so lucky he didn't fall because my fucking God. Shit and slide right yeah. there. <laughs> shit and slide. <laughs> but yeah, um, despite the. Uh, gnarly uh piss and shit slip and slide i mean from the uh, from the few things you sent me you look like you had a blast so i i did i did and uh i got a killer tan too which uh unfortunately the week of covid has undone because i didn't see the sunlight for you didn't get to go show it off to anybody no no i mean you know my grandparents got it my, my nan and my mom got a pretty good look at it uh, yeah i you bet know, they appreciated I got, it I, I got the whole, aren't you a handsome young man? <laughs> but, uh, you know, aside from that. Um, so, yeah, I've got a little list here of all of the bands, you know, the, the big highlight bands for me yeah. that I saw. And uh, I'm going sh- to say it. First band that really blew me away, Skindred. Skindred know how to put on a fucking show, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, they... They gained a fan that day. I'd always heard their music and I thought it's a really cool fusion of like kind of new metal with like a reggae kind of flavor to it. Yeah. But like, aside from the song Nobody, like I hadn't really heard anything that blew me away that much. When you see them live, holy shit. They they did this thing as well because they're from Wales. Mm-hmm. They did this, uh, 
there's there's a thing uh benji webb the front man he said we have something in wales called the newport helicopter and what that is is you're gonna take your t-shirt off and you're gonna swing it around like a helicopter and dude it was insane i like the amount of times i just got whipped in the face by t-shirts i was doing it myself but yeah, that was He's, great. He, I, I think he stole that from Petey Pablo from North Carolina. Come on, raise up, take your shirt off, twist it around your head, spin it like a helicopter. That's a, that's a, that's, that's a, that is a late nineties hip hop classic right there. That is a um, good one. But yeah. Um, but like the, the, the first band that came on that made me go stunned. Woo. Like it was kiss kiss. Like, Kiss is Kiss, man. Holy shit. Yeah. Live show. In terms of sheer spectacle, I've never seen anything like that. And I doubt I will again. Because, like, holy God damn. Like, they descended on these giant platforms. The pyro, you could feel it from, like, way at the back. And I was near the front. So, like, Mm. I'm amazed I still have my eyebrows, frankly. And (laughs) yeah. how how they don't burst into flames on fucking stage in that proximity to it. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, Kiss, I was blown away by. I mean, um, that's the that's their that's their thing. They put on the biggest mm. show they can possibly put on. And um I've seen footage of them on this last, you know, farewell tour kind of thing. And honestly, like, I mean, they're old dudes, but even, even for that, I'm all like, they sound pretty damn good. And and there's a whole lot of flack about whether or not they're using backing tracks and stuff like that. Mm. Um, But from what I saw, it didn't see if they're using it, it might be background vocals or something. (laughs) And and, cause like, cause, cause his voice, why would you use a a backing track where your voice doesn't sound that great? (laughs) Yeah. it it was just it was a great great fun evening and uh i mean dude seeing paul stanley fly across the crowd on the love gun and you know you know my girlfriend had a great time i mean mostly looking at paul cuz she has a major crush on him but and tommy thayer and uh yeah I mean, I've I never got I've never gotten to see Kiss, so uh, so that's that's great that you did because I you know, I've loved them forever, but it's just it's always been a money or timing thing where I've just never been able to see them. So I I was very fortunate with this whole thing to have so many great bands all in one place, um, yeah. and I got to hand it to I got to hand it to my girlfriend. You know, I've always said I always want to go to a you know metal festival, but I just never got around to it, and she mm. said, "Fuck it, COVID restrictions are down. Let's go. Let's just." Let's get back into the swing of actually enjoying is, our fucking twenties. That is know? marriage material right there, sir. Go, yeah. go, go, go for that. Yep. <laughs> Don't encourage a man. She's already doing this <laughs> shit. <laughs> hey, man! If you lo- if you like it, then you should put a ring on it. You know. <sighs> Here I am. Here I am being accosted <laughs> on my own podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, Black Label Society were cool. Shine down. Uh, Megadeth, again, holy shitballs. You know, actually, Megadeth sounding really good these days. I and he- I saw that they played Angry again. Have they been playing Angry again? Like, I saw I, that on some show, and I'm like, no way, that's fucking cool. 
So. They they did play angry again. I was shocked too. I was like, oh my fucking god, they played angry again. Um, I'm still waiting for 99 Ways to Die because that is my favorite Megadeth that, song. That is that's a killer song. Now, mm. honestly, like the footage that I've seen of them. My gripe is the gripe that it's been for a while, which is they play the songs at such a lower key now to for, for his voice that sometimes yeah. it'll it'll be a shift in the song and I'll go, whoa, where the fuck am I? But other than <laughs> that, other than that, like the foot, all the footage I've seen, I'm like, man, they, all four of the dudes they got going right now are, are just top notch musicians. I mean, it's cool. It, they sound great. Yeah. Speaking of which, new Megadeth song. Cool. I liked it. I liked the super intense, violent music video, uh, <laughs> and the uh, the riff at the end is is rather very nice. Yeah. Um, go we'll go watch my video on that if mm. if, uh, if you want to know how I feel about it. Watch it, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just just so everybody knows, I liked it, but I yeah. but I people seem to be a little bit bent out of shape that I was critical at all about it, and I'm like, well, that. Other, if if I don't do that, then what's the point of my reaction? Of you just tuning in and be like, "Badass man, bye." Yeah. <laughs> it's boring, anyway. Oh, but Mister Oldhead, you're supposed to suck him off for ten minutes and then go away. But <laughs> it seems like it seems like the, the I'm supposed to either just trash Megadeth for being shitty, or I'm supposed to praise every single second. I'm like, well. I don't know. I'm just being honest. There's, there's so little honesty in this world these days. Just let me let me continue with it. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, we got Maiden. Holy oh. shit! Is this all the I first mean, day, or was Kiss the first day? Kiss was the had, was the last band on the first day. Okay. Uh, and then uh, we saw Megadeth, and then made our way over to Maiden. Maiden. And I mean, god damn, dude. Like the first kind of the first portion of the set was kind of newer stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, okay, they're showing off their latest stuff. Cool. Then, you know, they started putting in like, you know, the 80s stuff. And goddamn, dude, like they talk about a band that still got it. I mean, I know yeah. Bruce recently, I heard some, you know, talk of you know when bruce can't do it anymore but there is no sign of that when he performed oh like, yeah 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 absolutely no sign of it he was it was sounding fucking incredible you know and for for a dude his age he's got like exactly the same energy he had back in the 80s man like yeah the dude can run from one end of the stage to the other and just not run out of fucking breath it's amazing I, I wonder um, what it what it feels like to like take care of yourself health wise your entire life. I have no idea what that feels like. So, um, but um, I because I, I like honestly like I would be Vince Neil at this point. I would you know I would I would just be a chubby dude. Brutal buddy got be what Um. Anyway, not to make fun of Vince Neil because honestly that's getting a little bit old. Um. Not 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 pointing that at you, but there's it seems uh, like everywhere you go, it's another video of someone going, "Why does he sound this way?" Like, okay, then don't fucking go see Molly Crew. Um. Yeah. Anyway, but the thing I was gonna say about Iron Maiden that I like that they do, they seem like they always do this, is that they always play a good amount of their current material, which is that's like I don't I know that I'm in the minority here, but I when I go see a band that's promoting a new album. I want to hear new songs. 
Like, yeah. and so, and so I love it. I love bands that do that, but there are so many bands that put out a new album. It's like, here's a new album of 14 songs. We'll play one of them in the middle of our set with all these other songs. You've already heard a bunch of times. I'm like, Oh, just, yeah. just give me some newer shit. You but wanna, I mean, you want to kick it off with like the new song, don't you? you well, know? I think you kick it off with something fucking classic. Like, you know, yeah. like I I'm okay with, I'm okay with that. And I'm not saying that. I mean, I've also also never seen Iron Maiden. Um, so I honestly, I wouldn't care what they played cause it would be my first time seeing them. But if I was somebody that, you know, like the, like I've said with Metallica, if they put out a new album and I go see them again. I'm all like, play me some new things and just leave off some of those ones we've heard a whole lot of times. But once yeah. again, it's always somebody's first show. So I guess you got to play it. You got to play run to the Hills. You got to play. Um, did they do, um, wasted years? They do that song. I don't know if that's one yeah. they play anymore. They did. Yeah, great song. I mean, Pretty how many? Sure. They, they got too many great songs. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Now, when I like try and remember it, I'm like, did they play that one? Yeah, they did play that one. Uh, but yeah, uh, what else have I got here? I got uh, Ale Storm, the pirate metal band. Dude, they were fun. They were yeah. really fun. There is actually they don't have mosh pits. They have rowing pits where people get down on the floor and go row, row. It's so right, funny. I, now that was, that's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, they had a giant rubber duck on stage and everything. It was hilarious. Uh, uh, Tremonti, cool hard oh, rock I, stuff. I don't even know uh, if I've heard them before. He's uh, he's the guy from uh, he's the guitarist from Alter Bridge. Oh, so did, was he in Creed? In Creed? Yeah, okay. yeah, but Alter Bridge and and uh, Tremonti are, are are cooler than Creed. Although I will say, Higher is a is a, a I, guilty guilty pleasure of mine. And you take me higher. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, no, I know that's that's you know I, I Alter Alter Bridge seems like a pretty okay band for that kind of thing i'm not i'm not a huge fan but i you know even with even with creed i'm all like i wasn't really into what they were doing so i'm not the target audience so I'm, i shouldn't yeah. i shouldn't i shouldn't be saying they suck because i'm like well i wouldn't like what they were doing if they were a different band so i will say their guitar tone was really good like mm -hmm. get, get like sound wise sonically they were killer live yeah. um uh and i saw the darkness who always put on a, a fun show. Uh -huh. uh, and then I caught the end of corn set. Oh, um, that's the one that like, I, I was like, hopefully you get to see corn. Well, here, here's the thing. Like I thought to myself, because, you know, I will say in terms of like something really fun, Steel Panther do put on a good live show in terms of like, well, funny. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, uh, the best part was they had an interpreter there like for the deaf and yeah. there's like a platform where you've got all these deaf dudes <laughs> and this like interpreter is really going at it but like the lyrics are all like sex based and there was one part where she's like, like was, <laughs> <laughs> oh man it was it was really fun um so wait yeah, you said was, you saw you said you saw corn part of corn I caught the last few songs of Corn in be in between the darkness and Steel Panther because okay um, wait Steel Panther headlined over Corn no Steel Steel Panther were on a different stage so what I did oh, was gotcha. I, I, darkness finished uh, girlfriends holding the space 
I go for a toilet trip, but on my way there, I catch blind, which... Oh, okay. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. But yeah, let's... Uh, oh. Shall we talk some Nine Inch Nails? Yeah, so there you go, everybody. <laughs> that's the that's the update, the download update. Um, so there you go, for those of you who are interested, and you get a little a little bonus in this episode. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really big on, on being around a shitload of people all the time. Um, but enough. I feel, I feel just as a, I feel like I need to go to some sort of metal festival someday, but I want it to be, it's gotta be something where there's more than two bands I want to see. Cause it's just, which is usually what happens when they happen anywhere near here. So not only would I have to book a flight to go somewhere to see this festival, it would be like, Oh, well, I'm going to see two bands that I want to see and then wander around in the heat because right now it's fucking, it's going to be 100 degrees. Well, you know, uh, Fahrenheit over here because yeah. we're weird. I don't know why we use, you guys, you guys are <laughs> Celsius over there. Yeah. Yeah. Which we makes are, more uh, sense. It makes more sense. Well, I remember the time you found out that, uh, the freezing point of water in Celsius was on this show. We were talking about it. Yeah. And you, you, you said like, I don't know, some, some number in Fahrenheit way down there. I don't, 32. I don't know. Yeah. 32. What's it over there? Zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why? Well, I don't it's understand. Like, it's, it's literally like that makes absolute sense. Yeah. And then you go negative once it's frozen. But like it's almost like we just had we had to be different over here. But like no, it's gonna be thirty two. Why thirty two? Oh no, it's just we just decided from the British. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, fuck those limeys. Yeah. <laughs> I tell I tell you what though, in in terms of lineups, like download lineups, the one I really wish I could go back in time and see is the is the Saturday and Sunday of the twenty twelve download because Metallica played the Black Album in full. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tenacious D were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the last day, the Sunday, the three top bands, Megadeth, Soundgarden, and Black Sabbath, two of those aren't wow. even around anymore. Imagine seeing that. I wish I'd wow. that. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's like an that's an ideal yeah. night. <laughs> that would, that's that I would go to that. Um, anyway, so yeah, the, so let's, let's, now that we've done that, we'll move over to the task at hand, which is uh, part one of our nine inch nails ranking. And I'll try to break it down real quick for how we, how we're doing this. So it's 14 total releases. So what we decided to do was rank the original nine inch nails material under the name nine inch nails. Cause obviously yeah. home dude has now become quite a prolific soundtrack composer and other stuff um Mm -hmm. so we took the albums that are considered the full length nine inch nails albums and then we took the eps that are original material so we've left off remix albums compilation albums or whatever um and kept all the original material together um so and i honestly like the more that i look at their stuff i'm like somebody's going to point out that we left something off (laughs) but i feel like that these 14 releases um are the 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 meat of of you know of nine inch nails and so as we normally do let's talk about uh how we were introduced to nine inch nails i i may have told this story before because it's related to a band that we've already talked about but um in night, it may have been late 1989 or early 1990. 
I was obsessed with the album The Real Thing by Faith No More. Awesome Obs- album. Obsessed with it. It was like my favorite thing. Couldn't stop listening to it. I mean, and I remember one night I'm playing it, the living room of my parents' house. They had one of those big stereos, console ones with the big ass speakers. And I was just playing Faith No More. And my brother comes home, my older brother, um, with a friend of his. And he's all like, what is, you listen to this crap? This crap? You should be listening to Nine Inch Nails. And so, <laughs> and so immediately I went, fuck that band because if you're if if nine Nine inch nails fans are those kind of people i want nothing to do with nine inch nails and then of course you know um at that point i think i had already heard head like a hole and i didn't you know i'm thinking to myself that song is pretty good but i'd never i'd never heard the rest of the album Mm. so it took me a little bit to like because whenever somebody's just a dick for no reason i just go well fuck whatever band it is you're talking about but eventually you know, I heard more of Pretty Hate Machine and I went, OK, I, I, I'm on board with this. And then I think like a lot of metalheads or metal fans, um, they released Broken and all bets were off. It was like, oh, this fucking band rule band this, you know, I mean, he had a band like for live and stuff. But, you know, yeah, uh, at that point, I became a Nine Inch Nails fan um, and I've been a fan of them ever since in a sort of we'll get into it when we talk about their stuff because I've, I'm not as interested in them anymore as I once was. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that was my beginning early nineties, somebody talking shit about faith no more. And I was like, well, fuck nine inch nails. <laughs> <laughs> I have the same reaction that to people that talk shit about faith no more. And I will maintain that uh, back in college, I had this uh, debate that I may have taken a little far because I'd bring it up at like every occasion. And I don't know if people saw through that I was kind of doing the sort of uh, trolling that Faith No More themselves do, where they kind of haze people with shit. But like, I was deep into Faith No More at the time. And I kept saying, hey man, Red Hot Chili Peppers... They're good, but they're not as good as Faith No More. And then everyone else was like fucking pitchforks. And they they couldn't even name one Faith No More song. So it was like, I'm more of an authority figure here than you are. I love both bands. I want want that stated on the record. We have done... cranked and ranks on both of those to be to be but, fair like if you went, went you know and if from my point of view in 1990 if somebody like like i loved faith no more but i at that point chili peppers had done nothing but great shit hmm. so i probably would have been like i don't know which band is better at this point i've heard one faith no more album <laughs> talk, yeah. talk to me talk to me a little bit later yeah i i just you know Personal preference. I'm more of a I'm more of a metal oh, guy. So. I mean, you know, you know that Faith and More is one of my favorite bands. Red Hot Chili Peppers is one of those bands that half of their discography is one of my favorite bands, and the other half of their discography is, like I said, with Creed, not for me. It's it's mm. it's I'm not the I'm not the target audience anymore, and so it just doesn't connect with me. But yeah, uh, with that, uh, where I came in on uh, Nine Inch Nails. Uh-huh. Um, Basically, I was four years into being a metalhead, roughly, and I was getting more open-minded, uh, more um, interested in bands that sounded different. Yeah, uh, because you know, for the first couple, 
I'd say, you know, my first couple years of being a metalhead from like 2010 to about 2012 or leading up to 2012, I was like double kick, thrash, metal, fuck yeah, anything else yeah. is for wimps. And then I discovered grunge from like 2012 to about 2014. So I was still very guitar oriented, but, you know, in a different way. I still love metal and grunge simultaneously. And then all of a sudden, this is why, you know, 2014 for me was a big turning point was because I was like four years in and I just decided, do you know what? I'm sick of all the high school, uh, you know, music, politics, bullshit. Let's just like all types of music. You know, I don't have to prove my, my street cred to fucking anybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, I, I kind of got over it. And then all of a sudden, I just had this real hankering for like some industrial stuff just out of the blue. Yeah. And I asked a friend, hey, um, I already know Ramstein. I'm looking for another industrial band. And they went, Nine Inch Nails. So I went, uh, saw it out, and boom, saw the video for Head Like a Hole. Mind fucking blown because yeah. I, heard a, I heard a super heavy riff played on a synthesizer and i thought yeah. this is different this is heavy this isn't metal heavy but like still heavy music in that kind of realm but mm -hmm. it's like weird electro kind of edge to it and i and i fell in love and i was like oh shit i gotta get the whole album well that's I'm what like, and that's and that pretty much what you're saying is sums up like my taste and the things that because it's not necessarily ha it doesn't have to be metal it has to be yeah. something heavy or something something that something that just you know with the with the 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 the, the head nod shit that make you break your neck whoa i got you all in check you know what i'm saying like you know those, so yeah. those songs that like you just it doesn't matter what style of music it is if it makes my head go like this then i'm yeah then it's fine so if it's hip-hop if it's that's and you brought up an interesting term because you said industrial and i just immediately my brain went this is the first industrial artist we've ever done. Yeah. So, um, so we're breaking some new cranked and ranked ground here. Hell yeah. Breaking and, and, and quaking. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, um, so I mean, yeah, but you're, but you're right when it comes to like, when you're, when you realize that you love heavy music, but you, you're looking for things that are a little bit on the fringe. Nine Inch Nails is one of those bands you're eventually going to get to. Outside um, of the box, yeah. Yeah, um, which which it's interesting because there's, you know, I would say at least half of their stuff is stuff that I would say is completely unrelated to, to metal or heavy music at all. And then the yeah. other half of it, you know, it's got a real heavy quality to it. But um, anyway, I guess let's jump into to, to ranking. So I said 14 releases total. This will be the yep. bottom seven. Um, and then next time we will mm -hmm. do our top seven Nine Inch Nails releases. If you notice, this is like one of the first ones in a long time where there's like nothing here behind me yeah. in the video. I usually oh, have because um, I literally have one Nine Inch Nails thing on vinyl and that's broken. Um, and that's because my wife bought it for me for my birthday one year. Um, but wow, so I, I actually have more Nine Inch Nails vinyl than you do. Yeah. I mean, I would like to have trust me. I would love to have Downward Spiral, but that shit's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so but yeah, so, so um, so anyway, uh, uh, as usual, um, I'm gonna let Eddie Sparks start it off with his uh, dead last 
Now, since we're doing dead last, I think it is good. You probably agree with me on this. I would say even these releases that I'm going to be critical about, um, there's nothing that that Trent Reznor and whatever the, the the incarnation of Nine Inch Nails put out that I wouldn't say has a high level of quality to it. I think everything he's put out does. I am 100% with you. Yeah. I, I, um, I think, yeah, I think there's certain releases that have a different intention to uh, yeah. a normal album, so to speak. Um, and, you know, him being uh, a composer as much as he is a songwriter, you know, yeah. there are some things, uh, especially the ghosts stuff. We'll get is, to those. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's, um, is very much more soundtracky. So, uh, yeah. yeah, with that, well, then, yeah, yeah, let's, let's go to, let's go to your number 14. Cool. Uh, might as well start with ghosts one to four. Now this one for me, I have to be in a very specific mindset to put this on. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to need to focus or I'm going to need some, you know, something to set a bit of a mood. Uh, there's no vocals on this one. It's pretty much a big ass soundtrack. Um, and there's 36 fucking tracks on here. So, um, and I, I even took the time to do a track by track for this. Wow. Um, so, uh, Number one, <laughs> number <four. laughs> yeah. aren't they? Aren't they all called ghosts on that on this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I'm just gonna go. One uh, is a chill yet haunting track that gives off an aura that is as relaxed as it is suspenseful. Uh, two is a kind of dis- <laughs> distorted drones. We're gonna be here for a while. Feel free to chip in. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, distorted drones and piano parts. Uh, three, much more rhythmic and percussive, but with like kind of a funky edge. Uh, four, it's this noisy, grunged out, moody, guitar driven doomer. Uh, five, the descending piano in this is a Nine Inch Nails staple. I love when he does that shit. Um, number six is this mischievous, chimey xylophone thing. Makes me think of a platformer game, but I can't place which one. Uh, seven is abrasive and percussive. Eight has heavy guitars, pounding drums. Uh, number nine is very cinematic and kind of it concludes the first collection of ghosts because there are four like mini albums within this. So starting off, uh, ghosts two, you got ten. <laughs> somehow laid, <laughs> <laughs> somehow laid back and cool, but it's got very pronounced percussion to it. 11 is uh, menacing guitars with like these pulsing beats underneath. I love Mm -hmm. the panning left and right cellos. I thought that was a really interesting sonic quality to it. Uh, 12 is delightfully evil sounding. Reminds me of, uh, this is where I'm going to sound super nerdy and I'm not going to claim to be uh, an anime uh, expert, but I've seen a few in my time and it kind of reminds me of Ray's theme from Neon Gen- Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is a really cool one. I um, I didn't understand any of those words that you just said. And you won't understand anything from the show either because it is a psychological thriller. And hell hell yeah. <laughs> I'm still I'm still so behind on that whole thing that people are like anime. I'm like, yeah, Akira, right? That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> like how fucking old is that movie? 
It's like 40 nine, years old. It's, you know, 1988, I think. So it's, it's, it's pretty old. It's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, where, where am I at? Uh, 13, chilled out piano led track. Uh, 14, weird, really out there stuff. 15, the synth bass in that is dirty. I like that a lot. Uh, 16, this one is cheeky. Uh, 17 is whimsical <laughs> yet intense. <laughs> I I get to a point here where they start becoming like four word sentences. Uh, 18 has a Western sci-fi vibe. Uh, 19 is a, oh, uh, yeah. So that was Ghosts 2. Uh, then we get Ghosts 3. <laughs> we, got two, we got two more to go, folks. Yep. Uh, so we got uh, 19, which is this groovy, noisy thing. 20 uh, is this pulsating ambient distortion, which eventually builds up to an alt-rocking conclusion. 21, pretty sure he sampled Window XP sounds here. And, you know, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, 22, uh, we have passed the halfway point now. So uh, here, here we go. <laughs> uh, 22 has like a nice piano on it. Uh, 23 is gnarly distorted stuff. This is the thing with this one because it's so scattered and all over the place. It's not as consistent as the other two ghost releases. Okay. So this is why for me, I would have to want to be in a specific journey kind of mindset. Um, 24 makes me want to play laser tag. Uh, <laughs> 25 is kind of ambient darkness. 26, we have 10 left. Uh, 26 is this, mystic grungy groovage <laughs> uh nugs and grindage am i right uh, <laughs> uh 27 uh, is the absolute definition of dissonance and that concludes ghosts three and now we finally get the ghosts ghosts four, four. now this time it's personal <laughs> again for the fourth time <laughs> <laughs> they killed his favorite second cousin Big mistake. <laughs> they just fucked with the wrong podcaster. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, 28 is uh, atmospheric banjo vibes, which makes a lot more sense than it should. Um, 29 needs a G-Funk whistle bad. Like, I really want to hear some like, <laughs> stuff going on there. <clears throat> uh, 30 is uh, staccato but tranquil uh got some fat groovage on 31 uh 32 you ever seen that meme that goes um why am i hearing boss music <laughs> like like, like no. you know you know when someone's in like a kind of uh anxiety inducing situation and then uh why do i hear boss villain music shit oh, gotcha. <laughs> oh fuck yeah <laughs> Uh, 33, uh, gnarly noises. Uh, 34, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can. Did you not know that that is the uh, sample that they used in Old Town Road? I did not know that. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, this would go on to get a second wind, so to speak, 11 years following its release, with wow. Lil Nas X using it in Old Town Road. I uh, can safely say I have heard the song Old Town Road exactly one half time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
No, not, not, I mean, you know, good, good on him. He seems like a cool dude. Um, and, uh, but nope, it's not for me. I will say that that song is a song that I didn't expect to feel nostalgic for, but I remember it being very prominent in my last pre COVID summer. And whenever I hear that, oh. I'm like, I'm like, I had no idea of what was around the corner. Did I, <laughs> you know, that's funny. All these, all these songs are going to become like nostalgic. Like remember Gangnam style. Wasn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> the world, the world was much simpler back then. Honestly, like I'm finding myself now in this, uh, fucking shit show of a decade we are in so far. Just like, I'm hearing stuff from before that I would have turned my nose up at. And now I think, Oh, look how innocent we all were. You know, that's how, that's how I've become with all, with all sorts of shit from the nineties that I didn't like at the time. Yeah. Um, and now I hear it and I guess I'm, you know, I, I have to, that's the, that's the, the decade that I'm the most like, Oh, can we, can we just get back to, cause I know, yeah. I know the world wasn't perfect back then, but just the, my overall vibes, you know, I'm like, yeah. oh, I was, you know, maybe it was being younger, who knows, but either, either way, like, you know, it just much it felt much better. Yeah, it was a it was a simpler simpler time. Um, I was I was talking to my wife about this. I don't know if you got if you ever had these shows over there or got to see them, but in the early two thousands on the channel VH1 over here, they had these shows called "I Love the Eighties," "I Love yeah. the Nineties," and "I Love I've the Seventies." And I was like, I was talking to my wife. I was like you know, they're never going to make a show called I love the early two thousands. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're never going to make that show. Cause I don't think, yeah. I don't think there's anything that's happened in the past 20 years that they're like, remember how great that was. It's all kind of like, that was weird. And there was some bad shit there. Okay. I will say, right. Nine 11 aside, the PS2 was pretty cool. Yeah, I guess, I guess I guess maybe in other countries, maybe, but like for some for some reason, like to, you know, that, that there there's no good memories. I mean, there's good personal memories from stuff, but my the overall vibe, the turn of the millennium until now, I'm just like, yeah, there's really no no part of it that I go, I'd like to go back to that. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. Yeah, I, th I think for me, because it, you know, the 2000s was my childhood. So yeah, I'm, I have a lot more nostalgia for that time. Yeah. Being, being a kid, you're, you're going to. Yeah, but, true. Uh, that's true. But what number for, were we on? <laughs> I've literally just, we've just started. We're nearly an hour in and I'm on number album number one. This could we, be like did you do all the tracks? Uh, nearly, nearly. Uh, oh, 35, okay. 35 is a hard industrial beat sort of thing. And uh, 30, 36. <laughs> that's a, we can literally just say nine inch nails, hard industrial beat sort of things. Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, 36, whimsical piano closer. All in all, it's not your usual nin, but it's cool for what it is. Uh, I can I, see myself. Oh, no, go ahead. Fin finish it up. Uh, I can see myself making a playlist of like my favorites to help me focus or something, but uh, of the three individual ghost releases, this is the most scattered and hard to digest, in my opinion. Um, there's, it's just so uh, long and 
hard to digest. <laughs> That's what, That's what she, she said. She said, oh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, with that, that's that's my number 14. I I mean you gave that way more attention than I ever have. Um <laughs> so um let's just let's get these out of the way. Um my number 14 is Ghosts 6 Locusts, which is the okay. last of the so far the last of the Ghosts releases. And this yeah. was one of two released at the same time in 2020. And um now I'm gonna I'm gonna give it some credit here because this may not be my cup of tea or, or the kind of thing that I want to listen to, but he released both of these Ghost Five and Ghost Six for free during the pandemic, yeah. and that's pretty cool. Um, more more people should have done shit like that because it was you know but people did do something. There were there were varying things that people did during that first big year you know, when a lot of people were just you know not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, I have to admit, I have gotten a little bit nostalgic about that first year of lockdown because all these groups were doing these live streams and yeah. there was, a, and, 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 Metallica I, and my, Mondays and stuff, Metallica yeah. Mondays were happening. And on top of that, I'm a person that I don't really leave my house anyway. And so all of a sudden I'm all like, welcome to my life, everybody. And now I get cool shit too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, um, but here's the thing. So ghosts, ghosts six is 83 minutes long. Yeah. And let's be fair. Let's be fair about Ghosts 1 through 4, Ghosts 5, and Ghost 6. Let's be fair. Let's take, let's, let's not, I, I, I know, I've re I read some reviews from music critics of these albums, and they have their heads stuck so far up their own asses that I don't think they even really heard the albums. Because um, <laughs> really, like, if you have to, if your review, I literally read a review, and this is paraphrasing. It's like, it's like sitting in your room and seeing a glowing obelisk appear in the middle of the room and then sprinkle out <laughs> dust. I'm like, no, okay, then fuck this album then. If that's the way that you have to review it, <laughs> is you're having some sort of of acid trip and then it's not then it's not good and so so let's be fair these are literally just unfinished nine inch nails songs like like not all of them but the majority of the of them i hear a thing and i go cool if he added a beat and some vocals and a chorus this would be fucking cool um so but at the same time I, I, I do understand that at this point, Trent Reznor has already fully gone into like, I do soundtracks. And so I hmm. understand, I understand the vibe, but at this point, this is the third, or if you want to be fair about it, the sixth release of the same sort of shit. Hmm. And, and you can act like it's something interesting if it makes you feel like a more cultured person. I don't know. I'm not talking about you, Eddie. I'm talking about just people in general. Um, yeah. Rhetorically. Because I, I feel like that's what it is. I feel like it's a whole lot of people saying, well, I should really like this for these reasons. But be fucking honest. Do you like, do you enjoy it? And then the honest answer for me is no. But if you put it on headphones and I'm not paying any attention to it, I'll occasionally go, that sounds cool. 
but that's literally the only thing that these releases have going for them. And I ended up putting ghost six last because I'm like, he did it again and it's 83 minutes. And you know, so it's got it, 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 did it again. <laughs> yeah. So, so for, for those nine inch nails fans that just love whatever, um, this is great because if you're that big of a fan, like that's, that's true. Like, you know, it's, if, if you're talking about my favorite band, if you're talking about Metallica, like, you know, if, if they put out something where it's like, here's a 30 minute atmospheric composition that we made, that sounds absolutely nothing like anything we've done. And most people won't even like it. I would be like, that's cool. I'm glad that you did this because it's something different. And I enjoy the effort that you put into it. So because I'm not a massive Nine Inch Nails fan, I hear this and I go, it just seems like shit that you put, you put so much effort into this and it still feels like it needs to be finished. And so, um, so yeah, that's why it's my number 14 ghost six. I'm, I'm just going to chime in here. I think I, I heard something about they had made soundtracks for a movie but they, uh, the movie decided to go with a different soundtrack. Oh, uh, and I, I don't know where I heard this. I could be talking out of my ass, but I think I heard something about they'd made soundtracks, and they ended up not getting used. And I don't know whether or not okay. this was a soundtrack that was like it, renamed as a Nine Inch Nails I mean, release. And that's fine, but. One, you brought up a good yeah. point. The Nine Inch Nails name is put on this, so it's literally like coming to someone and being like. Hey, you want to listen to Nine Inch Nails? And they go, cool, headlock a hole. And you know, you go, no, it's a song that goes like this. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's, so I'm, I'm ranking Nine Inch Nails albums. And so if, if we yeah. were, if we were ranking atmospheric industrial albums, I'd be like, well, these are pretty damn good. Um, but Obvious, obviously, I'm going to be going to the Ghosts albums here quite a bit, but I'll, I'll so I'll move on from Ghost Six and let you go into your number thirteen. I'm going to jump straight off of you because my number thirteen is Ghost Six, Lucas. <laughs> um, and the reason I have this one at number thirteen as opposed to fourteen is because it has a an aura to it that's consistent. Um, my biggest issue with Ghosts One through Four was. I feel like the ideas weren't perhaps as cohesive in terms of where they were placed. So you would get kind of a crazy song uh, and then a chill one and then another crazy one and a chill one, chill one, crazy, chill, crazy, crazy, chill. Whereas this <laughs> one, the, the big difference between this one and Ghosts 5 is that Ghosts 5 is very chill Yeah, for a lot of its runtime. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that side of it. And if I'm going to pick any Ghost album, obviously, because it's it'll be the highest one I've put um, of the Ghost albums. I'm not going to say where. But um, this one for me, it had a consistent kind of horror movie, thriller sort of vibe to it. Yeah. Meets, meets a little bit of old school noir, meets slasher flick kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah. The Cursed Clock... Uh, in stark contrast to the more peaceful Ghost 5, this one is already a lot more on the darker end of things. I mean, you can see it in the artwork. This one is black. Uh, the Ghost 5 is a is a light gray. Um, around every corner, 
Uh, I, like I said, I'm in a noir murder mystery movie from the 40s with an avant-garde edge to it. Um, the worryment waltz, still feel like an, I'm in a d- detective set, set up. Uh, Run Like Hell. What, what I will say about these albums is that they are good for contemplation. If you're like thinking shit over and you need like some sound for it, Yes, yes, but uh, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, wh- when it happens, don't mind me. Uh, reminds me of a slasher flick, like I say. Another crashed car is a menacing kind of ambience, temp fix, sizzling short kind of interlude. Mm-hmm. Uh, tr- Trust fades is this mysterious piano led track. A really bad night is what I had when I had COVID. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some melancholy piano with ominous pads, which can be said for a lot of the ghost stuff. Um, Your New Normal is this plodding track. Just Breathe is, is one of the lengthier tracks of the album. Here's a thing that stands out to me in my notes, because I started thinking more of the runtime than the actual tracks at this point, because it's a yeah. long one. Um yeah, Just Breathe is one of the lengthier tracks of the album. Right behind you, one of the shortest tracks on the album. <laughs> Turn this off, please. <laughs> Most lengthy and sprawling track on the album at like 13 minutes. Uh, so Tired belongs in a horror movie. Almost Dawn is this ambient closer with a wild you, now that Now that you're there. reading the song titles, I'm all like, that had to have been his mindset when putting this together. Turn this yeah. off, please. Yeah. What time? It's almost so done. Tired. So tired. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm with you, Trent. I'm with you. <laughs> it's what it, it's like. It's like we said, it's cool for what it is, but it's far more in line with Trent's soundtrack work than a Nine Inch yeah. Nails album. Yeah, that's the thing is that whenever I've heard him do soundtrack stuff and I hear it in the context of a movie, I I don't want to buy the soundtrack to listen to it on its own. But the stuff that he it does, does his I, job, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I, I it's it adds an element that has been missing from a lot of movie soundtracks, in my opinion. Um, mm. So yeah, um. Is you, are you done cool. with that one with numbers with ghosts six locusts so many consonants yeah. in that um <laughs> ghost six locusts um <laughs> on on my number 13 was which is ghosts five together mm. also from 2020 released the same day as ghost six for free um way to go everybody enjoy um it's literally the same exact thing only longer some longer tracks mostly just soundscapes you talked about this about how this one is is way more um ambient and chill and stuff you know words like that um yeah it's i don't have anything else to add because it's basically it sounds like it could be really great soundtrack material it's 70 minutes of stuff that i would immediately forget was even playing so Hmm. i think that's the thing is that you know i know it's i know it's a matter of opinion but i when i think of of my whole oh my overall experience listening to these things i just think about the amount of time it probably took him to throw these things together and i'm just like mm. you could have been doing a lot of other things with your time <laughs> <laughs> but if it was intended to be some kind of soundtrack then i'm like well that makes a lot more sense but once once again if you're a uh, famous musician who doesn't have to have a real job i guess you have a whole lot of time to jerk off onto um onto songs and so um <laughs> And it's like it's like uh, it's like um, H from uh, Acid Rain says sometimes when it's when it's a when it's a a, a a solo project he always some he sometimes refers it to one man's collective jism. 
and I th- and I think it's very appropriate for the ghost albums that that we would call them one man's collective jism. So uh, there you go. Cool. Twelve. Um, twelve for you. Cool. To my number twelve. Now, here's the thing where I, you know, I, I would hazard that I'm entering uh, hot take territory because my next one isn't a ghost. It is uh, Ad Violence from the EP trilogy. Okay. And, uh, yeah. This one, to me, I I I decided that because you know it's basically it's three EPs released you know like 2016, 2017, 2018 in, yeah. in like in a row. You know they're not all like full albums, but I consider them all part of one masterwork as he said that it's a trilogy so and and this one for me uh i i just decided you know what i'm just gonna go based off of sheer enjoyment factor because there's a lot of nine inch nails latter day nine inch nails that could appear on any of the eps even though like that's not to say it sounds the same so much as he can do so many different styles on one thing yeah that it could go on anything you know and this trilogy kind of feels that way and honestly like his his the the, he doesn't always use the exact same production style throughout any one particular album there's a couple that he does but so really especially in the last 20 years you could literally swap out songs and yeah it would it would i mean so so there is a point of that where i go well does that mean is he, is he actually doing anything good or is he literally just putting out nine inch nails retread nine inch nails hmm. kind of sounding stuff with different hmm. lyrics and different kind of blips and bloops in them you know i would say like part of the trent Reznor, you know as he kind of developed and honed his craft i don't know if production consistency was something he ever really wanted i think he wanted parts of albums to sound yeah. completely different to other parts of the albums. And I respect that a lot. But, I mean, he's, he's yeah. well, well known for um, an, a release that we're not going to talk about, which is called fixed, which came out after broken. Yeah. If I remember right, there's a part in one of the songs where he intentionally makes it a CD skip that goes on for a long time. Yeah. And I remember like hearing it for the first time being like, something's fucking wrong with this and my friend being yeah. like no 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 it's supposed to sound like that i'm like that's fucked up okay yeah so i, I always remember thinking because the first time i heard i heard fixed i was like this is the greatest troll in remix history straight up <laughs> like like <laughs> oh man um but yeah i'm gonna jump into ad violence yeah. so uh yeah uh so you got less than Coming right in with an arpeggiated retro synth flavor. Pretty cool. Um, but I think it peaks pretty early on because I really like that song. Um, the Lovers is this vibey, poetic, amb- ambient sort of thing. This isn't the place. It's mysterious and vibey. Uh, not anymore. Excuse me. Uh, some fuzzy, experimental guitar fun. And then... Right at the end, you got the background world. Now, this is a big old 12-minute track uh, where the first four and a half minutes roughly make up the actual song, uh, while the remaining runtime, like you said, it's almost like a CD skip. The remaining runtime is just a looping section from the end of the track that gradually Mm. gets more and more fucked up with distortion. 
Now on on like a one time listen, that's pretty cool. But I'm like, yeah. you could have shaved off like six minutes of that, like and like it, it's something like that that makes me think, okay, cool creative decision. But I only ever really want to hear that one time, and then it's yeah. a case of okay, the the thing's over. I'm just gonna slide the little thing along. Uh, yeah, so. It has its moments, but I don't find it as enjoyable as its predecessor, which is not the actual events. So, you know, with that, that's my number 12, Add Violence, the second EP from the EP trilogy. Cool. My my number 12, I'm going to wrap up the ghosts thing here um, with Ghosts 1 through 4 from 2008. Um, Cool. And I feel like if this was left on its own, I might put it up higher, but the fact that he went back to the well two two times, and I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> he had already done it. And I remember reading, and I think it may have been from his mouth that he, like, I love Trent Reznor, hmm. and you know he's he, he's, uh, he's he's a genius in his field, and he seems like a great dude, and he's you know somebody to look up to when it comes to having your own vision and just going fucking forward with it and no matter what and carving your own niche out in the musical world, which is great. But his description of this was quote, a soundtrack for daydreams. That might be the lamest thing Trent Reznor has ever fucking said, (laughs) but it is spot on because it is impossible to stay engaged with this stuff. So yeah, I guess it is the sort of thing where you, where you put it on and then you're all of a sudden you're just daydreaming and not paying any attention to what's fucking happening in any of the songs, even though there are yeah. parts where um, like you point out the things that are like unique about each track. And I always will hear those things and go, that's cool. But it's the same exact thing where I go, Let's put something else on this. Let's put some vocals. Let's make this a song because this would be a cool. This would. This is the beginning of a cool song. Um, yeah. And once again, that's me putting my own desires on this. Like I, I know that wasn't his intention, but I hear it and I go, "Give me some songs. Give me some songs." Yeah. You could. You could easily build songs from these. Um, I mean, Lil Nas X literally did that. Like, I got a massive hit. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Um, so. I, yeah, the all three of these releases, like I've already said, it's just that kind of shit that that music critics critics will just bloviate over it. Um, yeah, but I mean, but it is we've, we, you know it is one of those things where you know if he if if he hadn't already been dabbling in in soundtracks, and I think in two thousand eight he already had, um, I would hear this and go, he, that dude needs to be working in movies you know um and he is so yeah overall with all of the ghost stuff that my 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 two cents is that it seems like a lot of effort for just background music um yeah and i uh i'm never going to listen to these again um unless somebody comes to me and says you know what do you got to go in the background that's sort of industrial ambient and i'd be like well i know i know these albums and so that that would be it there's no there's no other reason to go to them and so especially when yeah. you're we're ranking nine inch nails because i'm like well i don't go to nine inch nails for this if there's a nine inch nails song in the album that sounds like that cool because i'm i'm all about flavors and 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 uh and um dynamics but 
I just feel like these are just, there's not enough. There's not enough to make it anything that I think is worth revisiting. Um, going through them one time was, uh, was pretty rough. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that bring that brings us to number 11. Cool. So uh, my number 11 is uh, the uh, final chapter of the uh, EP trilogy with uh, Bad Witch. Mm-hmm. Now, it's kind of debated as to whether or not this one is considered an EP or not, but it's half hour. It's it's an EP. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it, yeah, a long EP. Yeah. Um, so Ship Mirror, love this catchy heavy up tempo industrial rock like i was like oh damn dude they tapped into something here and then ahead of ourselves had me thinking okay they've gone a little bit punky they've there's a bit of a punk edge to the first two tracks and then complete fucking left field play the goddamn part okay now we're in the john zorn zone you know (laughs) it's like way avant-garde stuff uh, God Break Down the Door is the experimental electro rock. I'm Not From This World is brooding and tense. And Over and Out is a groovy, plinky plonky closer. And it's like, I respect the whole, you know, idea of when the world goes right, make a hard left. You know, like that whole thing of like, do something unexpected. But I'm so used to Trent doing the unexpected that I expect the unexpected, you know? Yeah. And yeah. In, in a strange way, I almost want him to come out with something that is like, I almost want him to do. And now I, this is not me just wanting him to retread past glory or anything like that. And I know I'm yeah. going to, you know, seem this way wearing a, a pretty hate machine chat, but I want him to do another pretty hate machine in terms of pick a style and just see what comes from making something a little bit more consistent because I feel like, I feel like in a way and you know, he's a fucking musical genius, but with that, it's almost like you've proven to me time and time again, that you can make an album with umpteen different vibes to it. Yeah. How about, because that's what I liked about Pretty Hate Machine. That's what I liked about Broken. That's what I liked, you know, about, uh, you know, With Teeth. There's certain albums that benefit from the all over the place stylistic stuff like Downward Spiral and The Fragile. But there's, there is a part of me that's kind of like, I've grown so accustomed to a guy putting six completely different songs in one place what if you like honed it in and saw a stylistic thing and did the unexpected by doing the expected or something i i don't know yeah like a reverse psychology kind of thing to it yeah i mean i i i I get what you're saying and i would like that too i i would i would disagree with when it comes to like downward spiral and the fragile i think both of those albums to me sound very cohesive even though there's even though yeah, there's different, I, there's different kind of, I, I mean, different flavors and stuff in there, but I, but I will admit that ever since, I think after, after with teeth, pretty much everything he's put out consistent is not the word I would use. Uh, <laughs> there's, yeah. there's no, there's, it always seems like stuff kind of like from different 
projects yeah. that he's kind of put I, together. I suppose uh, co- cohesive was wasn't the right word. I'd say more schizophrenic, where something will have a completely different vibe, but it sure. makes sense. That's yeah. that's more where where I was driving at. But yeah, uh, yeah it, it's like that. That's a big thing that kind of plagued the EP trilogy for me was that like because he does so much in one go, it's like kind of heard you do this and this is the third time you've done it you know yeah Yeah. so so that's why they appear a little bit lower yeah down here that being Um, said i still enjoyed them yeah Uh, my my number 11 i think i could say a lot of the same things about but um we're going a little bit further back Uh, my number 11 is the slip from 2008 okay um which actually came out the exact same year as ghosts one through four um, I think it was like two months later the slip came out, but the slip is more of a proper Nine Inch Nails album, um, and this one ends up being like the lowest of the proper Nine Inch Nails stuff, in my opinion, just because it has some standout tracks in it. But once now that we've gotten to 2008, if you're listening to everything all in a row, once you get to the slip, some of it just sounds like Nine Inch Nails doing Nine Inch Nails. And there's not enough that makes it stand out as a unique album. It's becoming this thing where you're right. He does take left turns and add, you know, to, you know, do completely different styles of songs, sometimes with completely different production styles. And, but all of that stuff has become a thing where even in those songs, that stuff, I listen to it and go, well, that just that sounds like something that he would do. You know, it's not, mm. it, it's starting to be like, he's got a, a color palette, the nine inch yeah. nails color palette. And he's like, Oh, take a little bit of this for this one, but it's still the same palette. Like it grew You're not from, surprised it grew, by it anymore. Yeah, yeah. It grew for many years into a pretty big nine inch nails palette, but now it's like stopped. And he's just like, all right, well now I'm just going to play with the nine inch nails palette. Um, that being said though, like there are some great songs on this, but you know, um, in, the thing that kind of killed this album for me was the was kind of the the end of the album, the last few tracks, because all yeah. of a sudden you get to a seven minute track that is something that he already did on Ghosts One Through Four, and I go, oh, I thought we were done with yeah. that. But he's like, no, yeah. no, no, I have one track I'm gonna throw on the slip too. I'm like, and it's seven minutes, and then the next tracks are really not that great of a closing to the album. So it has its songs that I go, ah, this is cool because I like Nine Inch Nails. So some, I'll hear things yeah. and I'll go, ah, that's a cool song. Or sometimes it's just a cool vibe. Like I'm perfectly fine. If you have a vibe and there's not necessarily verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know, going on in it. If you give me enough of a vibe, I'll, I'll be on board. Um, but with the slip overall, it's like, for some reason, it really reminded me of um, with teeth only with weaker songs. Because mm. it's got the same thing. Because, you know, like with Teeth, he had some songs had live drums. There's some live drums. Well, I mean, he, he occasionally will have live drums, but he's got that here too. But he also has the one song on the slip that sounds like it should be on With Teeth. Because it's a, he does some songs on, on With Teeth, and we'll get to that later, where it's almost like a disco beat. And to yeah. me, to me, it's, it, to me, those are like some of the weakest songs he's ever made. And then there's one of those on here too. And I'm just like, all right, well, this is like, it feels more like leftovers than anything else. Like if you would play me this album and say, well, these are 
B-sides, I'd be like, oh, it sounds like it. I mean, they're still cool. It's Inch Nails, but it does sound um, a little bit leftover. Um, And then the album peters out. And that's why my number 11 is The Slip. Cool. Um, So my number 10 is my favorite of the Ghosts releases, which is Ghosts 5 together. And I actually really enjoyed this one uh, in terms of for what it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, compared to Ghosts 1 through 4, the tracks on this are much longer compositions. Mm-hmm. Like, and they really put you in this, like, kind of zen, zoned out kind of zone. Whereas... Can I, can I stop what, you for a second? I just want to get your opinion real quick. Because you said compositions so yeah so here's 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 the thing that like when i was listening to these and especially this album yeah i couldn't i could not get out of my head so let's say you're making really um i don't know what the atmospheric and um slow moving moody music with an orchestra and you have to write down, well, here's what the oboe does. Here's what the cello does. Yeah. Here's, here's all these things. You play them for these number of measures. It, the song lasts seven, eight minutes long. Here's where it maps out when we do this. Now, when I hear things like this, in my brain, I go, well, what's the equivalent of what I just said? Oh, it's taking the track and then dragging it for four minutes on pro tools (laughs) and then saying, all right, well, this one lasts this long. I know there's different elements in it, but once Mm. you've used your mouse and whatever else you're using to make the sounds, then it's just cutting and pasting. And, and I understand that that's technology and I'm, I probably sound like a real old, old head at this point, but (laughs) I just go, well, how much actual, work does it take to do that because why why weren't these songs just three minutes long because he dragged apart with his mouse and made it (laughs) six minutes long um so that's that's so how do you feel does that ever how do you when you think about these kind of things does it ever like you know make you think that well is it is it lazy (laughs) here's my uh two cents on this is that this the reason i liked this so much was because it's genuinely so different from nine inch nails in terms of it actually sounds kind of optimistic Uh like there's i'm so used to a dark vibe on a nine inch nails release that this one with its comparatively almost happy feel to it it's almost like and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a video game reference here. I'm going way back to the late '90s on the PS One. Uh, I've recently been going through and playing the uh, original Spyro games. You know, Spyro the Dragon. Oh. I is is like I don't really know those very well. Yeah, he's purple. He runs around. He collects gems. He does little little odd jobs for little. Uh, mystical creatures and he gets orbs and stuff and gets portals to work and things like that well basically in the second game Spyro 2 uh, there are like home worlds there's three 
One's called uh, one's called Summer Forest. One's called Autumn Plains, and one's called Winter Tundra. Those are levels in themselves that you access all the other levels from. Okay. And no word of a lie, right? Bear in mind the a big name composed the soundtracks for these games. Oh, Mr. Really? Stewart, Mr. Stewart Copeland himself oh, okay. from the police. Yeah, yeah. And he just tapped into this real ambient thing for these home worlds that they are so relaxing mm-hmm. that they have gained a second life on YouTube as 10 hour long extended cuts of the homeworld themes because they're so airy otherworldly and ambient that people find them like relaxing and they go to sleep to them and things like that yeah and the strangely comforting side to this album is what i really took to because i was like oh my god i've been listening to stuff like this in uh the spyro games and i was kind of like i was sitting there and not not to enhance the experience or anything i just happened to have a window up of just like spyro just going around and i was like i, thought, I literally thought you were like not to enhance the experience but i but i smoked a joint yeah. <laughs> uh my dealer's gone missing actually i think he uh i think ricardo got pissed at him but uh <laughs> no it's um no i i was i just thought hang on a minute would this fit really well? And I looked at like the home worlds and stuff and I thought, yeah. you know what? This has a, it's ambient in a positive feeling way rather yeah. than a, rather than a dark way. And that's why I liked it so much. Cause it's so and different it's, from, and it taps into Bible something eyes. that has a connection with you. So that's, so that's, yeah. that's one of those, that's one of the, this is a really great example of why, these rankings are ridiculous because it's like it's it's all it's all just like your your experience and like you took this thing that i just went oh this is unfinished nonsense and it like tapped into something where you're like well whether it's reminding you of something else or it's just reminding you of a feeling or a vibe that you enjoy then all of a sudden it's a completely different album depending on who's listening to it I think as well, um, at the time I was kind of stressed and then I, I put this on and I was like, you know, not falling asleep, but like zoning out. Yeah. I was in a good, I was in a good place. I went from like very stressed to completely cool. And, uh, I mean, the album does have its moments where it'll hit you with a little bit of like a distorted thing. Yeah. Uh, especially, especially at the track at the end that, you know, if I was listening to this to chill, I'd probably take it out of the playlist but um in terms of i mean i haven't even talked about the the tracks like this let's just get onto that uh letting go while holding on i love the chimey kind of xylophones with the drone sort of stuff going on mm-hmm. together i already get the sense i'm in for a much gentler listen than other nine inch nails albums um out in the open gotta be honest feeling really zen with this album so far uh with faith very optimistic sounding stuff apart sensing some tension here before going really pretty again uh your your touch uh dreamy plucks in this like sea of pads going on hope we can again uh love the melody here still right here completely chilled out here there's a wild electro bit in the middle of this one that kind of wakes you up and that's the track i was talking about Mm -hmm. but i like i liked this one because of one its consistency 
and it's kind of like it, it, in terms of vibe not like nothing they've ever done i mean obviously i know they've done ambient stuff but it doesn't feel sure. like this does uh it's unusually it's, tranquil it's funny it's funny that you say them and it's and yeah. i guess at this i guess at this point it's trent reznor and atticus ross because Atticus Ross is now a, a, a member of Nine Inch Nails. But other than that, like, it's always just been, it's Trent's show. Yeah, I've, I've assigned it they, them pronouns. We're, we're, <laughs> we're going progressive here. But, uh, oh, yeah, I guess that's not very, that's not very forward thinking of me if I, if I think they refers to more than one person. <laughs> that's why I, that's why i don't even, I don't get into any of those arguments because that's confusing because they, them to me means more than one person. But, or, or when you're when you're trying to hide the fact that you've been talking to a lady you shouldn't be talking to, you're like, oh, I'm yeah. just talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> we know what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, but it, it, yeah, it's like I say, it's just like it's unusually tranquil for a Nine Inch Nails album, and I'm all for a band throwing something left field. But because it's Nine Inch Nails, and because I'm so used to them throwing left field shit at me. Mm-hmm. that for them to um give themselves 70 minutes to really explore one thing even if i'm going to listen to any ghost stuff i'm going to go for this one okay. uh, again it's much more of a soundtrack kind of setup than an yeah. album but as far as they go this is my favorite of the ghost releases because it got the most emotional response out of me i suppose that's how i would put it yeah all right um there, there you go i mean that's, and I, and that's I, you, you i feel you, like I, I feel good because you've given them a lot more respect than i did so <laughs> what the the thing i would say as well just cycling back around to to what you said about you know the the creative process that goes into like if you're going to do an ambient thing with an orchestra it takes a lot more uh like effort in terms of direction and telling uh individual human beings to play a thing at a time and not fuck it up yeah whereas with a com- with a computer you can program it in play it and providing you're not you know pouring water onto the fucking socket it should do as it's told but yeah. um uh i would say this benefits from a lack of activity because it i my favorite parts are the parts where it's uh, namaste you know <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah with, with that i really like ghost five and uh that's why it's coming in at number uh 10 but uh, cool. we have we have more ninny nin to talk about yeah so. I'm, and for my number 10 um i'm getting into ones you've talked about um and i honestly agree with a lot of what you said my number 10 is add violence from 2017 um, the the second EP of the trilogy that came out around this time, um, to me, way less interesting and enjoyable than not the actual events. Um, this this suffers a little bit from what I was talking about with uh, the slip, where some of it sounds like Nine Inch Nails paint by numbers. Yeah. Um, it has some enjoyable moments, but I could say that about any Nine Inch Nails release that isn't the Ghost trilogy. They all have things that I like about them. Um, the, comparatively speaking, because you have to, because he's called them a trilogy, you're comparing ad violence, not the actual events, and bad witch. Yeah, this one feels the least cohesive and kind of all over the place 
not not really in a good way where sometimes the actual songwriting or overall sound of something in 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 an ep environment it, it gives that thing of just like songs thrown together because you needed to put them out and it so it feels more like a collection than it does a yeah product together and when this came out it was i was a little bit disappointed because i really liked not the actual events and then this came mm-hmm. out and i was like oh okay well this is you know some of it's more of the same but it's just not as well done and then my my interest in Nine Inch Nails at that point um, started to wane again because they 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 mm. really brought me back. We'll get to this album later, but they really brought me back with hesitation marks. And um, so I was really like, you know, oh, I'm really interested to to know what he's up to. But then Add Violence came out, and that, that was the all of a sudden I had that feeling again of this is fine, but I don't really think I'm going to come back to listen to this when I listen to Nine Inch Nails. So um, that's why it ends up being my number 10. Let's, let's cool. move so, on to number nine. I'm going to jump onto an album that you just mentioned for my number nine. I've got Hesitation Marks as my oh. number nine. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Actually, th- this is where we start, you know, uh, as of Ghost 5, I have good things to say about everything here on out. I mean, I have from the start, really, but this is where I get into the stuff where I'm, like, really interested. Yeah. Um, Hesitation marks. Um, so this one has some stuff that kind of harkens back to their kind of synth-driven stuff of the, you know, uh, pretty hate machine, while also still having a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eater of Dreams is a little intro. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, and then copy of a is like what an opener, man. I love that. I love that so much. That syncopated, arpeggiated synth stuff. That's what made me fall in love with Nine Inch Nails. It, it almost yeah. reminds me of Sin. Like, um, that's a really good song. And then came back haunted groovy dark synth driven track um i remember uh one time i uh was showing a friend of mine who um actually has uh epilepsy and i was telling him dude you gotta check out nine inch nails and i forgot that they're known for having strobes and i was like i told i texted him later that day i said for the love of god don't watch the fucking (laughs) music video for came back haunted (laughs) like don't do it but um yeah okay he was like okay bro thanks um mm-hmm. find my way is this uh vibey floaty track i really like that song i think it's very underrated um all time low has a very hooky pre-chorus disappointed is bouncy electro beats with trent doing vocals in the room next door i thought that was a you know cool creative choice yeah everything Everything is this unusually upbeat, like indie song for a Nine Inch Nails track. Um, Satellite is this uh, in your face kind of industrial track. Various Methods of Escape is a more meditative alt rock type track. I'll, uh, that's the first time I've ever said meditative successfully. <laughs> and I feel like I've honed a new skill. Um, Running is this uh, dancey kind of track with weird guitars. 
uh, I would for you. Fucking love that beat. The, that shit goes hard. Yeah. Like, oh, love it. In two, is this kind of meandering instrumentally at the end of it, but it's cool that this track leads directly into a beat drop on the song while I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, there's a... But I will say there's a melody zone that Trent kind of stays in on this album. It feels mm-hmm. kind of like I could be talking out of my ass, but it's like major pentatonic kind of sort of thing. It's like feels like it's major key, but also may not be. It could be just like the whatever note he's starting on. But yeah, I could be talking. I could be talking out of my ass, but that that's my like base basic music theory knowledge that might not even be right, but. He stays in a very similar type of vocal line that appears a few times on this album, and it almost gives concept album vibes, even though it's yeah. not. Um, and then Black Noise is a little outro. Uh, it's quite a long album. I'm not sure it needed to be an hour, but it's nowhere near the longest thing on this list, yeah. <laughs> relatively speaking. So True. Um, yeah, so that's my, that's my number nine with hesitation marks, and, and if you want to chime in with anything... No, I mean I'll talk about that album later. Um, uh, my uh, my my number nine going in the same order that you went. My number nine is uh, Bad Witch from twenty eighteen. Nice. So um, we yeah everything you said about it. It's basically a long EP, and um, the thing that I like about this one though, even though I wouldn't call it a go to for Nine Inch Nails. I feel like the presentation of this album is a little more pleasing if you are the kind of Nine Inch Nails that wants things to be pushed a little bit um, to the edge yeah, um, of what he does. Because I feel like there's there are certain things on this where I go, I don't know if I've heard something quite like that before. But that, unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's not the entire album. There are things that I think are just kind of like, eh, they're fine on this album and, and it's called an album, but it, or an EP, whatever it's, we, we talked about it. it's 30 minutes. Um, all I know is that, EPs, yeah. well, all I know is that speaking of that in the trilogy sense, once you get to the end of bad, Witch, the only thing that I can keep, I keep thinking is just like, if he had just taken the best bits of all three of these things, it would have been one really good album. Um, slashed and mashed EP slash, trilogy slashed and mashed. We, yeah, yeah. We got to do it. We got to do it now. Somebody <laughs> also suggested that we do a slash and mashed of the four solo kiss albums. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's also a great idea. Um, anyway, back to bad witch though. Um, on its own, since that's how it's, you know, even though it's a trilogy, it is a standalone mini album. I couldn't help but think that it feels like it's missing something, but at the same time feels a bit too much of things. So it's a really weird Mm. feeling to have where you go, this feels like this EP is too long. And also it feels like this album is too short. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, it's one of those things where there's moments on it where I go, that's really cool. But the overall thing, once it's over, I go, man, I feel like I, I needed more and less at the same time from this album. Um, so out of the trilogy, this one ends up being in the middle because it does have things that I think are cool, 
but um, it wasn't my favorite. So it ends up being my number nine. All right, we got our final our final Nine Inch Nails releases of this really long episode. But you know what? We've been gone for a little bit. So yeah, we had um, some catching up to do, man. So yeah, I mean, we've 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 been it's been for those of you who are still here, obviously, you're the peanut butter platypuses. And um um, but we might as well um that you'll wrap it up with our number eight nine inch nails albums. Um I, it's it is interesting that we for the most part are no, we've totally stayed in the two thousands for uh this episode so far. Let's let's see where mm. we're gonna go now. Cool. Well, I'm gonna keep that going because my number eight is not the actual events, which is what clearly both of us consider the best it, of the trilogy. It's also my number eight. So let's just talk, not the actual. Nice. Events. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, right out of the gate, you got branches slash bones, uh, mm-hmm. which is a short, but sweet opener. It's this big old burst of fuzzed out slidey guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, Dear world. Oh, some arpeggiated synths in there. I always, I got a soft spot for that pretty hate machine era. Any arpeggiated synthesizer stuff going on. Very nice. Yeah. Me. Um, <laughs> uh, she's gone away. Uh, groovy, dirgy, dark, scary, almost bluesy noise rock like mm-hmm. feel to it. Uh, the idea of you super cool to hear something metal sounding for the first time in a while like yeah. in their discography because those guitars are very like that sort of oh all but it kind of harkens back to broken that, also that that's a thing that's probably another reason why in a lot of cases i i i, I wish that there was more heavy nine inch nails because if if you close your eyes and you think of a, a Nine Inch Nails live show, mm. what are you seeing? You're seeing people banging on guitars. You're seeing somebody about to knock a fucking keyboard over. You're, yeah. you're, seeing, you're seeing aggression. And, and, and some of the stuff he does, you know, especially in, in, in this millennium, I just go, I just, I just, I want you to kick some ass again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> he must be the only, only fucking metal dude who got less aggressive the more jacked he got, you know? It's yeah. like when he's really skinny during Broken, and then all of a sudden he comes back in like 2015 and he's doing like, uh, you know, poppy alt rock stuff, muscles fucking out here, yeah. right? And you'd expect him to be like, he's like the, he was, he looked like the industrial Glenn Danzig. Yeah. Yeah. Straight <laughs> up. It's, it's, it's really weird. Um, you know, I've got mad respect for the guy, but yeah. uh, I, I do, I do find it a bit of a treat whenever you hear something heavy out of him in more recent times. Absolutely. Because like, like when you, it's like I saw a, a live performance they did of last in like t- 2009, Ooh good song fuck me that's a heavy song dude like my god but um like i say burning bright field on fire oh sorry burning bright field on fire like following that badass track up with this one like it sounds like a dystopian black sabbath song yes i and that's why this album left me so impressed was because I hadn't heard this sort of aggressive guitar 
from Nine Inch Nails in quite a while. Yeah. And they just went all in with that. And I like that, you know, I would have found uh, Ad Violence more interesting if they all of a sudden said, right, we did all guitar for that one. Let's do all synth for this one. And like, yeah. you know, I would probably be more satisfied with these latter releases as a whole if he, you know, said, it's almost like, it's almost like an understated Mr. Bungle where he's like, I'm going to do, I'm going to change genres multiple times across this release. Right. Yeah. But he does it in a way that is less um, batshit insane and more, I can make what I like. Thank you. And like yeah. all power, all power to him. Yeah. But I, I, w- I wish more people would do that. So yes, yes. I'm on yeah. board. But be, like, like I say, because I'm so used to him genre hopping on albums, I yeah. want to, I want to see more genre hopping between releases rather than on yeah. the albums. It, 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 it's a it's a good thing. I feel like you and I have made this point, but never really in this way in this episode. It it seems like Trent Reznor has set the bar for himself so high in what we yeah. expect from him that we're. I feel like we're picky in a way that we aren't even with some of the other bands we really like because he's yeah. he has set this bar of like, well, I mean, we expect you to be able to do some really crazy shit but still have it be a catchy song or something that's really memorable um yeah and and at the same time give us an album where it's an experience that feels like a a piece of art or whatever you know yeah so i I always i always think to myself uh the like the first four tracks of downward spiral all completely different songs but they're all catchy and memorable in their own way yeah um Whereas I find these latter day releases, but you know, not the actual events being a notable exception. Mm. He's still doing different style songs, but there's a vibe and the vibe is consistent. You know, I think, I think with these latter day releases, it's a consistency issue for me above all else. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's, that's my take. Got big respect for uh, Trent and Nine Inch Nails. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you said it. It's like this. There, I like this one so much because the, there's an overall vibe that's very enjoyable. Yeah. And it all, and it feels like it all fits together. Um, and, I, and I wrote down in my notes, ha, has some of the excitement of early Nine Inch Nails. Um, yeah. Which, which I, I, I love. Um, and when this EP came out, I was really I was so excited for what he was doing. I'm like, this is cool. Um, mm. So much so. Now, I don't know why my memory of this is so foggy, but I think it was this EP because I wasn't really that that stoked about ad violence, but not the actual events. If I remember right, the EP came out. I heard it and went, this is cool. So my collector brain or whatever goes, I wonder if there's vinyl. So you go, I, I, I went to the Nine Inch Nails website and it said, order the digital album here, order the physical component here. And that's all it said. I was like, physical component. So I clicked <laughs> on it and I ordered it because I'm just like, 
maybe that means vinyl or that's, is that a CD? I don't fucking know what that means. And so I ordered it and I don't remember how long it took to get to me, but one day I get this like envelope in the mail and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And it's an envelope from nine inch nails. It's got photographs and other stuff in it and black powder. (laughs) There's like powder in the envelope. And I just remember like trying to look through everything and I'm all like, I pay, I paid for this. <laughs> I'm just like, cause like, I mean, I, I, I understand being all kind of like, you know, cryptic with stuff. Cause hmm. he even did that with the version of, of broken that I have on vinyl. I remember it. I think if I remember right, it was, it was, it said, um, the, the, you know, the, uh, an album plus a seven inch plus secrets. And I was like, yes, what? And the secrets, I think, is that there you can read something on the back of one of the uh, of the first vinyl, like it's etched into it and you have to like turn it to read it or something. That's that's all very clever and great. But. I feel like I didn't get really pissed off because I'm all like, oh, Trent. But I I could imagine (laughs) some people being really pissed off and being like, I paid money for this physical component component and you sent me photos and some dust or whatever <laughs> and it's like so i just remember like i i very quickly just threw it away because i'm just like what the, what am i even going to do with this it's going to go on a shelf and all i'm going to be thinking is there's just powder in this <laughs> so, so uh so i threw it away so yeah um Overall, I like the vibe of this album, even though um I wouldn't call it necessarily a memorable, I say album, EP. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily like super memorable, but it's one of those ones that I put it on and I enjoy it all the way through. Um, it goes here at number eight, wrapping up this first episode, because to me, it's nowhere near the early stuff, but it still has its charms. So um, yeah. it ends up um, being both of our um our number one of the bottom half. Um, so yeah, woo, that was, I feel like that was a journey right there. Yeah. We're only halfway through um, the nine inch nails discography, but um, I feel like the next episode is going to be kind of a love fest for the most part, because um, yeah, you, you and I both love a lot of those albums. So um, yeah, that, uh, thank you to the peanut butter platypuses for uh, not only um, being patient for a couple weeks with us recovering yes. from our COVID. Um, but also um, for if you're here this long lasting through this very long winded um, episode where, I mean, we, we talked about a lot of nine inch nails, but you also got a, a download update for Mr. Eddie Sparks. So that was cool. Yeah. You got, so, you got some bang for your, for your non-existent buck. <laughs> yeah. For the, yeah. I yeah. mean, for the, the small, the small amount of the badasses out there that actually make it all the way through things, then, then this yeah. is, this is, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, 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 I mean, I, I, I would feel the same way if there was something that I really loved listening to or watching and somebody would put out like a two hour episode of it. And I would just be like, yeah, yeah, let's I'm, do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I tend to, this could be a product of, of ADHD or, or something, some undiagnosed attention span shit with me, but like, I find as well that I'm so behind on some podcasts that I'll listen uh-huh. to episodes on like 1.5 speed. Oh just yeah. To, 
just to kind of like binge through it like especially during like email segments and stuff that some do where they're like oh let's hear from the fans you know for uh you know a half hour before we get to the show topic and i enjoy it i enjoy listening to them but it's just like once i you know i've i'm like come on i want to get get to the get to the meat of the matter let's let's get there yeah i wonder if anybody listens to us on on the podcast at, at a higher speed if you want to see this at a higher speed, are you hearing me how quick I'm talking about it? You don't understand what I'm talking about right now. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't bully the turbo platypuses. That's the My, turbo platypuses. The thing that I really love about that is that on, I don't know about it if it's on every device, but on my, on my iPhone, on the podcast app, you can play it at a slower speed and everyone just yeah. sounds drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we talk about Nash Nails. And that's, <laughs> that's probably fun. Play play us on that and see what we sound like. I bet we sound, sound uh, off our tits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who says I'm not right now? Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, this is, this has been a lengthy one. So we'll, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll bid that's everyone what she to do here. Oh, nice. <laughs> on that note, that's a good ending. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, we'll be back next week with the second half of Nine Inch Nails. Um, and, um, and yeah, that's all we got for this episode of Cranked and Ranked. And thank you very much for joining us. And as usual, I will throw it over to Mr. Eddie Sparks to take us out. It's the end of the podcast. Now it's time to say later, dude. Later, dude. Nailed it. <laughs>